It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Brett Baer. I'm Maria Bartiromo. I'm Brian Kilmeade. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Friday, August 5th, 2022, I'm Eben Brown. Ukrainian forces have been fighting their battles in places like the Donbass, but they're now moving to another spot, to strategic port cities, and they may be doing something more than defending against Russian attackers. We don't know, when we examine this and analyze it, whether the Ukrainians will be successful. We think they will. We hope they will. But given they've never done this before, it remains to be seen. This is the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com. Russia's war on Ukraine has gone on longer than a half a year as of now, and troops are being moved out of the Donbass region and closer to seaport cities on the Black Sea, where Russia has already entrenched itself. This could signal a new phase and a new tactic in Ukraine's attempt to free itself of Russian invaders. Well, the Ukrainians uh, have been planning for many, many weeks now a counteroffensive campaign to take back territory in the Hershon Oblast, and the focus is Hershon City. Retired four-star General Jack Keane is the chairman of the Institute of the Study of War and is also Fox News' senior strategic analyst. He shares his thoughts on how the next phase of Ukraine's self-defense could go and how the U.S. should learn some lessons to apply to a potential future conflict in another part of the world that is already brewing. That is the number one city that the Russians took. Um, it, it is a uh, strategic city and very valuable to the Ukrainians uh, because its connection uh, to, the, to the Black Sea and the Sea of Azov. Uh, so they, they have been focused on this and they believed, which has happened, that the Russians uh, in eastern Ukraine, uh, they would reach a culminating point because they have so many casualties, and then as such, an opportunity would present itself for the Ukrainians to go on the counteroffensive. And they've been planning that for weeks now. I think they've had a little bit of assistance uh, from the United States in the planning of it as well. They're in what we call the preparation phase, and that phase is designed uh, to uh, eliminate the ground lines of communication to Hershon City, which obviously is occupied by the Russians. And um, most of that deals with the bridges over the Nipper River, and they've been uh, damaging those bridges uh, so the Russians will not be able to use it. The Russians are using ferries now and also some pontoon bridges and the Ukrainians will be working on eliminating those as well. Uh, meanwhile, they're taking some towns and villages north of Kherson City uh, in preparation for an attack on the city proper. Um, I think what we'll see here is uh, an offensive that'll 
that'll only begin when the conditions are met. And that is they've isolated the city. They've got a good fix on on where they want to conduct their efforts in terms of what the strength of the Russian defense is, um, find their vulnerability points. Now, here's what here's the caution is the Ukrainians, despite all their success in the north and and that they've had also in in the south in, in terms of rendering incredible casualties on the Russian forces, they have never conducted an offensive operation of a built up urban area that is being well defended. So this will be a first, and it is a test for the Ukrainians. They are seizing this opportunity because they want to take back territory. This is strategic territory for them. We don't know, uh, when we examine this and analyze it, whether the Ukrainians will be successful. We think they will. We hope they will. But given they've never done this before, it remains to be seen. Also, there's not a lot of information coming out in terms of what they're doing and what they have done. And the reason is they have really clamped down on their operational security with their with their units that are in the area. In other words, they're not talking about anything. And they've gone to the point where to connect with the towns and villages and the officials there and tell the people that are living there not to talk to any strangers, assuming they're media, because they do not want what is happening to be forecast. And one thing they don't want to have happen, if they're starting to struggle a little bit, they don't want a sense of doom created as a result of this, and and possibly the international community would slow up the support that they're receiving. So this is a very critical part of the war. It's going to go on for a number of weeks, and, and it certainly has the potential to be a turning point here for the Ukrainians. This attention now on uh, on these southern territories, does this mean that uh, Ukraine is, is ceding more territory or or sort of um, uh, putting less attention on trying to reclaim uh, parts in the east, specifically the Donbass. Uh, th- this had sort of been, I think, for so many people watching the war, the sort of the focus. Uh, but uh, as you've mentioned, the Ukrainians are fighting very hard, much much more effectively than, than people initially were going to give them credit for. But they they are losing people in this war. Uh, it's, it's a pretty alarming rate. Now, they're, they're doing some pretty... Impressive damage to the Russians as well, but uh, they're not coming away from this without a scratch. Uh, so, is there less attention now being played, uh, uh, being paid on the Donbas? Well, yes, it is. I mean, but if you look at a map, Kherson is in the southern area. It's it's to the it's to the northwest of the Donbas region, but it's in the south, and this is their first claim to retake territory in the south. Certainly, they would also want to. Uh, retake territory in the Donbass region, but this is the beginning of it, uh, and so this is all about attempting to take retake territory in the south. We are speaking once again with retired General Jack Keane. He is our Fox News senior strategic analyst here on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. We'll have more with the general straight ahead. Let's uh, let's pivot a bit uh, out of Ukraine uh, for a minute here, uh, because uh, the latest uh, escalation of things on the on the world scale seems to be between the United States and China. 
the visit of uh, of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi to Taiwan has ratcheted up that uh, that conflict and that rhetoric. Uh, and uh, China this morning said that they would, in response to that visit, now be breaking their uh, their a lot of their ties with the United States with regard to uh, discussions on military matters. Uh, as well as other things like climate issues, uh, but uh, not having any kind of line of communication with the Chinese regarding military matters uh, seems to to be dangerous. If we don't have a way of talking with them to try to de-escalate certain things, um, that could lead to other problems. Uh, am I reading that correctly, or or how would you address this in in your expertise, sir? Well, I mean, we've been talking to the Chinese, uh, obviously the. Our president has had five discussions with President Xi in, in uh, under two years, and one just, you know, a, a, a week or so ago. So, I, I mean, I think we have lines of communication open. Uh, I mean, the real issue here is, is China's aggression. I mean, they have stepped up their aggression of Taiwan in terms of intimidation and coercion every single year. For the last 10 years under President Xi, who has stated uh, publicly more than one time that if, he, that if Taiwan doesn't capitulate and become part of mainland China, which Taiwan has no intention of doing, then he will take it by force. And because of the uh, Pelosi visit and how that visit was handled, I think the Chinese saw an opportunity once the president said, well, the military seems to be opposed to the visit. They saw that as an opportunity to possibly get the visit canceled. And that's when they spun up their whole propaganda uh, protocol in condemning the visit with such strong, uh, blustery uh, language. That didn't work. Fortunately, uh, Pelosi did go on with the visit. And now they've surrounded the island of Taiwan and conducted live fire demonstrations for a few days and we haven't done anything as significant as that since 1995, uh, when the president of Taiwan visited the United States. So this is repercussions for that. Um, president Xi is going into the National Party Congress in a few weeks to be enshrined for his third term, and then likely uh, indefinitely as well. And he doesn't want a crisis going on or any catastrophe taking place. Prior to that, at the same time, though, he was willing to show some muscle here um, in, in the face of the United States and Taiwan prior to that. But I don't see this thing escalating or uh, getting out of hand into any kind of a conflict. But uh, earlier uh, this week on the Fox News Channel, I think you mentioned something about uh, an eventuality, we'll call it, of China invading Taiwan. Uh, in, in, I guess, perhaps maybe in a parallel to an eventuality that came true that Russia would invade Ukraine. Uh, does Do you still think that that is, is something that we are close to or perhaps a few years away? And would would we take a stance in Taiwan the way we've been taking a stance in, in Ukraine in terms of being the, the supporter and supplier, but, but not uh, putting our own forces into play? Well, I think... Um the Taiwan Relations Act of 1979, when the United States and China came together and uh, we established diplomatic relations with mainland China and changed the diplomatic relationship with Taiwan, uh, we committed ourselves to provide as much assistance to Taiwan to defend itself. And then China and the United States agreed uh, that the 
the principal objective was to make certain that there was stability and security across the Taiwan Straits. President Xi and the Chinese Communist Party have violated that for over a decade uh, quite significantly. And I think we're at a time and a place now for the United States to make a, just a statement. Uh, the president has actually made it a couple of times, and then the staff has withdrawn it, that, Mr. Xi, if you attack Taiwan, we're going we're gonna to come to Taiwan's defense uh, with our allies. And, in other words, if you attack Taiwan, you're starting a war with us. And I think it's time for that statement uh, to be made based on President Xi's behavior. Also, we need to learn the lesson of Ukraine and get and accelerate the weapons into Taiwan now. Most of the weapons we're putting in the Ukraine is after the invasion. We got to do this right this time and establish a deterrence. We don't want a conflict with China, but we have to have an effective deterrence inside of uh, Taiwan. And also, we have to move more capability into the region because China outguns the United States and outmans the United States in the region right now. We do not have the military deterrence we used to have, and it's largely due to the 9-11 wars for 20 years and eight years of Obama's budget declination. So we've got to dig ourselves out of a hole, and I'm concerned that the, the administration isn't moving fast enough to plug up this uh, deficiency, because what we don't want is President Xi, who has some economic headwinds in front of him, and sees an opportunity to look at. The United States is going to right the ship eventually, four or five years from now. They're going to have all that capability back, and maybe now is the time to do something. And that's why I'm saying, with a sense of urgency, we've got to move to arm Taiwan with everything they need, also begin training with Taiwan and conducting military exercises with them, something we don't do, which is absolutely irresponsible. It's absolutely outrageous. That, think about this. We have war plans that defend Taiwan based on a president's decision. But the people in charge of those war plans in the Indo-Pacific region do not practice with Taiwan those war plans. How irresponsible is that? And why don't we do that? Because we self-deter and self-censor ourselves because we don't want to offend the Chinese. But the Chinese are creeping every single year closer to taking Taiwan by force. And we've got to give this a priority and a sense of urgency so we can prevent a conflict based on our, our deterrence and our capabilities. General Jack Keane, you're a retired four-star general. You're the chairman of the Institute for the Study of War. And you are, of course, our Fox News senior strategic analyst. Thank you once again for being with us on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. You got it. Thanks a lot. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.